Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is your girl Vaughn and this is She Talks Life Podcast. I am so happy to be doing this in front of the camera. I've always wanted to do this. And so in today's episode, it is, we're going to talk about keeping it positive. And so this is episode 41 and we're kicking off some video content. I don't know if these are going to be bonus content or if they're gonna be just randomly sprinkled throughout until I get my foot in. So here we have our lovely little backdrop look. I got a little Christmas tree going on in the office. It doesn't have any lights, but that's okay. It's all blocked with um, some white and crystals and whatnot. So this is my podcast setup. I'm in the office, like I said. So um, I wanted to talk about keeping things positive because I find that oftentimes we don't really know how to always stay positive. And you guys know that I'm a wellness and mindset coach. And one of the great things that I love is about it's positivity. I love to be positive. I love to see the brighter side of things. So how do you escape the monster that is toxic behaviors and traits? That's one question. And then the answer to that is you do so by keeping it positive. Um, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about keeping it positive and what the importance of positivity brings to your life. But first, let's talk about Tia Marari. Um, And the reason I bring her up, so for those watching, um, my podcast has a begin, you know, the introduction telling you about the podcast, a little bit about the episode. Then we have the first segment where we talk about someone who I would highlight regarding the um, topic of the day. And then we could jump right into the topic. And then at the end, we wrap it up and we kind of give a, you know, like some kind of encouragement for the net for your for you throughout the day after you've listened to the podcast. And then we out throw to some music. I don't know what we're going to listen today. But let me tell you, I've been listening to Nicki Minaj's Pink Fridays um, album. And I actually bought a CD. And before we jump into Tia Mari, let me just say that it's been um, maybe 15, 20 years since I've bought an actual physical CD. I think the like in the rihanna era i've not we all streamed like since streaming services have literally been out there we've all streamed on that kind of setup so i've not done the whole buying cds i've been streaming but for some reason i have a cd player in my jeep and i was like you know what i would love to grab the Nicki Minaj's CD so that I can have it in my car, I can play it, I can just, you know, do my thing to it. And it brings so much positivity, like girl power, because she just was like, mm, mm, and I was just getting into it. I was like loving it. I think it shows a lot of maturity in her and, you know, the way she's moved throughout the music industry. And yes, it's Pink Friday, but it kind of gives you like, slightly old Nikki but growth Nikki if that makes sense so that's what has been out there so our highlight for today is Tia Mari so Tia Mari is the twin to 
Tamara Mari and um, we grew up with them on the show Sister Sister. We all know who they are. She was on the game. Um, you guys sometimes call her, is she the one we like, the black one? Right, because you know, her and sister, even though they're twins, they have two different dynamics and two different personalities. Tia Mari, um, you know, a couple months ago, early this year, um, highlighted the fact that she felt stuck and she was reaching that point of that age. Tia Mari and I, am are the, we're the same age. I'm 45, she's 45. And I totally understand where she's coming from as far as I've reached that age of my life where I'm feeling like I've lost myself. But I don't want to be negative or be um, destructive to like, bring my life down so i want to live in the moment of positivity and that's the reason we highlight her on today's episode because you know she got out of a marriage she got out of a divorce you know she's now newly divorced um she's been with her husband for a long time a lot of us shamed her and condemned her because of the type of situation she was in with her husband he was an unknown actress actor she was a known actress for many many years since they were kids and basically they you know they've been in the spotlight as the good girls for us you know they were role models they still are in my opinion and so when you see the fact that she chose a man that some of us deemed as lesser because he didn't have the same power struggle that she had you know she was up there in her career he was now climbing the career ladder as an actor i think her husband's a really nice actor is he at the denzel level no will he ever reach the denzel level i'm not sure but he needs to get this big breakout role you know in holly weird we always see the big breakout roles and then they they shift and you like damn that's the guy that i want to see make it I think her husband is still on the low budget BT movies thread um, until he gets something bigger and then I could see him doing a lot more than what he normally does. But he's still a great actor, he has potential. Um, I believe that we as women, especially when we are in a dynamic where our finances are higher than our male partners, it tends to give off controlling and bossy. No matter how you look at it, it always comes off as, because I make more money than him, I'm he's, he has to do what I say or this and that and the third. And I think she got a bad rap because of that, right? She's been told like, oh, you know, he don't even look like he want to be a part of her reels like they got something going now i don't know the gist of their marriage i don't care to know what happened in their marriage i just wanted to highlight her because despite her leaving her almost 20 year marriage with this guy having two children battling with endometriosis you know the difficulties of having kids and still coming out to stay on the positive side of things has really made me see that you or anyone can do it. It's what you choose. You have the choice to stay positive. If you decide that you don't want to be positive, you want to live a negative life, that's on you. But Tia Mori decided for herself and her children in order to get through the decision that she had to make was to definitely be 
positive and think positive and move her through life as positive as she can be. She recently was on someone's podcast. I don't remember the, the podcast it is. If I find it, I will link it behind it. She talked something about being the black sheep of her family as, you know, she goes against the grain. She's not, you know, her sister's more the traditional route, right? The married white picket fence, two kids, a dog, that kind of thing. She's more the one that's going to say, oh, you know, Tia, you're supposed to have a husband and the big white picket fence. And she's going to be like, why? why? Why do I need that? I was the same way. I feel like I resonate with her and I connect with her more on that because I've always been the one to defy the odds or defy you know, things that my mother or my family thought that was going to be where I was at. I was the sibling that everybody knew did well in school. She was smart, educational, but what people didn't know or probably will not understand is I had spotlight anxiety. And so the, the situation of spotlight anxiety is that when I was in school, I was the girl that got the hundreds in my writing class. I was the girl that the teacher pointed out, oh, one person got a hundred or one per, you know, one person got an A plus or wow, this person really blew the whole class out. And I used to get that anxiety, that spotlight anxiety where, oh my freaking God, now, why are you shedding spotlight? So everybody's looking at me. I remember when I first moved to the U.S. and I was in um, class in eighth grade, they were doing like a book reading of the Karate Kid. And, you know, each kid is getting a turn to read a certain part and the teacher gets to me. And I have an accent, right? I'm fresh off the boat. Let me tell you, I got this deep Bayesian accent. And, you know, but... I've always had confidence. Like I've always been, I'm, I'm a little one, right? I'm 5'2", so I've always had to like push up my chest and be like, what? So I always let my mouth do the talking instead of my fist having to be a part of my defense. And so, you know, he gets to me and he goes, oh, would you like to read? I don't know, you know, you're so new to the classroom or whatever. And I was like, I've read the book like three or four times. Baby, I can recite the damn thing. But I'll read. I start reading the book and, you know, I'm just reading and going along. And so in my country, when we're doing reading, it's kind of like acting, right? You're acting out the characters. You're taking each word and you're just, defining that emotion in the words as you read and so I'm you know doing the dialogue and I'm acting it out and sighing when I'm supposed to sigh and you know and and raising my voice when I'm supposed to raise my voice and I just literally stopped like the room got so quiet and I literally sat there and was like what and they're all looking at me like wow the teacher was like Wow. And so I'm like, okay. But so I started getting to understand what spotlight anxiety was. And I started to work through it because I, I have to keep positive on that because that's a part of my career. My career is um, 
my career was I always wanted to be a writer. I have, you know, been very good with with writing. I got my degree in journalism. I've said this several times before on my podcast or even on social media or talking about myself. And so, you know, as I grew and I realized like, hey, I got to stay through to myself, but I also have to understand how do I get through those social anxieties or those spotlight anxiety if I'm going to share who I am as a person, if I'm going to share all those parts of me that people want to see because I am a life coach, right? And one of the things that I've always um, really understood is how do I change my mindset to be in more of a positive mindset. So I had to learn how to grow myself first before I can even go out there and tell people how to do it. So in today's episode, as we jump into today's topic of keeping positive, I just want to shed some light on some things and then, you know, we can just discuss what it means to me to always kind of stay positive. Now, I know there's no real way to always consistently be positive, but there are ways that you can kind of navigate your life in a positive mindset so that when you go throughout your day, you know how to handle the day, right? You know how to handle your morning. You know how to handle your your afternoon. You know how to handle the people that you encounter because you're gonna encounter life. Life is gonna happen. People are gonna come at you even at your workplace, in the street, in the stores, whatever, somebody might be negative. So, like I said, we can't keep, we can't be positive all the time, but there are ways that we can navigate our day. I, I recently heard someone said that they can't really get through their day until they have a, a morning routine. And so I've always lived by that. Um, mostly throughout my mid-30s to now my 40s, I've always lived with the structure. I need structure to kind of navigate my day. As you learn yourself, you figure out who you are as a person, you tend to realize like what makes you you and what helps you become a better you. And so for me, I need to have a morning routine, right? I need to have an evening routine to wind down from the day. And, you know, in between. I don't have to have like a set thing. I just know that in the afternoon, I have to have my lunch either between 1130 to 1230 max or even one, like no later than one. I want to have my lunch because I've set a routine of how I want to have my wellness be portrayed. So those are some of the positive steps that I took in order to change some dynamics around for myself. So we can't all be peace and love all the time. But in order to keep things in your life positive, I feel like you have to change your thinking, especially on what living a positive lifestyle is going to look like to you. And so for me, here are some tips. And I wrote them down on my phone. So if you see me checking here, it's because I have the little tips on my phone. And I want to make sure that I really stress on them and what I am you know, want you guys to get from it. So... Um, Things that make my own reality um, happen is by implementing things um, into my daily routine. I talked about my daily routine. So in the morning when I get up, 
you know, um, I'm a diabetic. And so I have to prepare myself for the day, especially with a positive mindset. But also I have to make sure that my health and wellness is, is matching as well with that. So I get up in the morning and in the beginning, I hated pricking myself. Like I was like, oh, I dreaded it. And then I was like, you know what? Make it become a part of your morning routine so that you don't feel like it's a, a job to do because you already know what it is that you are supposed to get out of it. So I know that I need to check my blood sugar at fasting. So I get up every morning and I know that by seven o'clock, the latest, I'm pricking my finger, I'm checking my blood sugar, I'm, you know, noted it in my phone, into the app, making sure that it's recorded because I'm, you know, trying to regulate my health. And then I know after that, I'm going to have some breakfast. Sometimes it flips flop. I would go have a shower, then get my day, you know, get myself ready for the day, get some breakfast. And if it's a work day, I get online and I start my work day. I start my work day no later than 7.30 because one of the things that I don't like to do is I don't like to be rushed in the morning. And so, because I work from home and I don't like to be rushed in the morning, I wake up at 5.30 every morning. I stay in bed. I surf the net. I look at my daily prayer. You know, I kind of just sit and feel the day and feel like, okay, what do I want my day to look like today? And so, you know, that helps me when I get out the bed and I get myself to get, I choose my outfit for the day and I get myself done. I put my little face on, my little five minute makeup on. And if I am not making breakfast in the house, I run out, I go grab breakfast. But then also, you know, I prepare myself for my work day. My work day is hectic because I work from home. I work in a high stress environment. So I'm constantly in meetings all day long. And it's just like dealing with different personalities, dealing with different people. And so how do you deal with that, right? How do you take your mind and say, damn, I don't want to, like if I wake up in a good mood, I don't want to be in a bad mood at all. Like I, I literally want to be happy today. And that's how I feel. Like when I wake up in the morning, almost every day, I'm like, I want to be happy. I want to have a great day. I want to smile. I want to feel energetic. I want to feel lighthearted. I want to feel like so much positivity is in my room that I'm able to like jump on the podcast or write down some notes for a new podcast episode and idea. Like I want to make sure that I'm doing that. So that's my mindset. Um, but of course life is coming at me throughout the day. I'm going to deal with this person, that person, this person, that person. And so I'm like, okay, what's the big deal? So after all doing all of that, you know, here is some of the things, like I said, I have a routine. So the first thing is I promise to go with good intentions. That is what I've always been told. Like I had a boss years ago said to me when I went to her to complain and listen to me, she was very, um, good at schooling me on a lot of things and how to like present myself because she saw so much greatness in me that she was like trying to push me into the forefront and still giving me the hidden tips of how men see us, how 
you know, other women is going to look at you and when you become their boss and you used to be their peer, what they're going to say to you and how you could handle it. So she, one of the things that I took away from knowing her for all these years is she's always used to say in her meetings when she starts off her meeting, she always used to say, go with good intent. And I always used to be, okay, I could see that. I don't know you, right? I meet a, You meet a person today and you have no idea what their personality is going to give off. You have no nothing to go by. So you don't go in the door being negative. You go in the door with, no matter what this person brings with me, I'm always going to look at it from a positive outlook so that I know how to navigate that person as I have a conversation with that person. So that's what she meant. It's like, always go with the idea that it's going to turn out to be something positive versus you saying, oh, when I walk in this room, I don't care who's in there. I'm just going to, it is what it is. It's like, because your mindset set on that, that part of it, it's like your mindset set on this negativity thing or whatnot. And so I'm like, okay, that's something I should start incorporating as I go through my corporate America job. And even with people, I don't know you, you know, until you show me something different, I have to go with good intention. So that's the first thing that I will give you as advice. And then the second thing is, I touched on it earlier, wake up every day knowing that the world would try to break your spirit. But if you have daily routines in place, you can get through the day without feeling defeated. And it's easier said than done. Everything I'm talking about is easier said than done. It's, it's about doing the work, going through the motions to, to change your mindset, to keep it positive so that you are aware of how to navigate the world as it comes at you. Because the people that come at you, you don't know what they're coming at you with. You have no idea, but you know you, you know who you are. So you know what you need to do? You need to go with good intent. You need to wake up, be positive, love on yourself, treat yourself good. If it's gratitude quotes you need in the morning, be grateful, a prayer, this. For me, I read, I get this daily prayer sent to me. It comes with a daily prayer, a, a Bible chapter, um, and a quote, and all kinds of stuff it comes with. And I love it. It just gives me insight into building that spiritual connection that I've been building for the last year and a half. And I really enjoy it. So now I add that to my routine. I make sure that I see that prayer every day. And I say that prayer and I embrace that prayer. And I look at it and say, what about that prayer will help me navigate the day? And that's how I look at it. Another thing is, for me, I do not uninvite, I do not invite unnecessary traffic into my house. So what I mean by that is, as you get older, you're going to realize that your circle of friends start to get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And the reason for that is you evolve. And as you evolve, some people come with you and others just kind of fall off to the wayside. Those who come with you, they come with you until they can't come with you anymore. And so it does start, the circle will get smaller and smaller and smaller because as you start choosing you, as you start choosing yourself, as you start choosing how you want to live a different life, some people can't keep up with you 
doing those things because they don't know how to do it. They want to do what you do, but they don't want to follow the steps. They don't want to do the work. They want to cut the corner, take that avenue and go up the street. And then they think they have made it to where they need to make it. Unlike you, you're going through the steps of changing. You're actually looking at yourself in the mirror and you're looking in the core of yourself. And you're like, you know what? I that's not who I am anymore. I'm deciding to change. So for me, I do not un, I do not invite unnecessary people to traipse in and out of my house. I've always had this problem where people come to my house and my house is cozy and they don't want to go home. And I am not the girl to be like, oh, what do you say to a person when you want to get them out the house? I, I'm not that. I'd be like, look, you got to go home now because you've been here a little too long. And, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to give you hints. I feel like as a person, we should know when it's time for us to leave. So because my house is cozy, does not necessarily that means that I want you to stick around from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. Like, no. Like, what? I don't think so. I had to cut that off because I noticed people kept doing it. And I was like, damn, I don't want you here all the time. Or calling me to say, hey, girl, what you doing? Like, I can't leave my couch to go sit on your couch all day. I could have stayed home and watched my own shit. We could have text. We even call, even calling. Like, I don't want to talk to you for hours and hours on the phone. Unless you're my best friend. And that's what we do. Throughout the day, you know, I mean, I'm busy. My best friend is busy, but we try to check in with each other through text messages. And sometimes we'll stay on the phone for about an hour or two throughout the day because she's working and I'm working. We work in two different industries. You know, I might be there to keep her busy and have her day going and vice versa and get each other through the day. So, yeah, I don't like unnecessary visitors. Um, I don't feel the need to have to tell a person why I don't want to invite you to my house. I remember when I first moved here to Tennessee, they, they had like a snowstorm was coming. And one of the girls in the, I lived close to the office at the time. And one of the girls in the office was like, oh yeah, we could go down by Vaughn's house because she just lived right down there. We don't have to go home. And I was like, pump your brakes. You are overstepping your boundaries. And, uh, whether there's a snowstorm or not, I am going to my house because I don't want to be responsible for you, entertaining, feeding you if you were stuck with me for three and four days in a snowstorm. You are not that kind of person that I feel like I want to be stuck with in a snowstorm. I know some people behind here might be like, ooh, but no, I don't. People, up, people upset your peace. They do. And I've created my house to be so peaceful for myself that I don't, I don't want that. I do not want anyone to come in and upset my peace. So that's a hard change I had to make. And since I've made that change, I feel so light where I'm an eerie when I'm in my house. If I lay on my couch and watch TV for four or five hours without any interruptions or anything going on, it's not selfish. It's just me taking care of me and it's called self-care and it's called, you know, rebooting. That's just me. That's just my, my way of doing things. Another factor that um, I feel like truly we could talk about as far as um, keeping positive and changing up your mindset is stop catering to people. 
and their egos. One of my favorite quotes that I said to myself was, stop catering to people's egos. I do not want to cater to your ego. Whatever you got going on, that's on you, but I need to cater to me. I need to be able to know that when I say this is who I am, this is who I am. I don't want you to decide that in order for me and you to be friends or um, some kind of, you know, associate that I have to look apart, be apart, you know, play that role. I don't want to be an actress. I just want to be me. I just want to be authentically me. And so I don't want to um, cater to people's ego. Um, it's not healthy and you have to set boundaries with everyone, no matter who they are. And when you say no, you don't need to explain why you're saying no. I used to be that girl. I used to be the girl that would be scared to say no, because now I got to explain why I'm telling you I can't come to this event or why I can't support this or, you know, my, my, I don't align with that. I think a lot of times everyone thinks that you're supposed to align with their thinking or their idea and their ideologies and that's not who we are we all have something different i want to just be me and you just be you i just feel like don't cater to people's egos stand on who you are and what you bring to the table i will tell you a story that caused me to like lose people that i thought were friends but weren't friends to me so let me take it to this and this is one of the reasons why I realized that I'm not the per the person, it's not me, it's them, and I had to deal with this in therapy and, you know, talk about it. So I knew someone that I grew up with back in my country, and I've known her since we were like 10, 11. I moved here, she stayed there. We didn't see each other until we were like 17. She moved here, and we, we went to the same high school and so forth, because at the time in New York City, a lot of immigrants who go to this same high school and so you know it's a it's populated with immigrants so I ran into her and I hadn't seen her in a long time we became friends again we started talking and whatnot so fast forward to a couple of years now we have kids we're grown we have our own place and whatnot so she moved away and then she needed to come back and she needed a place to stay and I was freshly in Atlanta I had my partner my son and we had you know, she had her and her son at the time. And I was like, you know, come, come stay with us, get on your feet and, you know, we'll figure things out. That That's me. I'm very nurturing and very caring and pathetic. And I want to see my circle do well. And so I thought she was part of the circle that if I'm doing good, she's going to try to do good too. But I had to learn quickly about how people treat you, right? People are not going to be the same as you. My therapist keeps drilling that in my head. Because you're nice does not necessarily mean that the people you encounter are going to do you like you would do them. And this happened to me. She was in my house. And at night, she's on the phone. She's talking loud. You know, we go into bed. In the morning, my partner's getting ready to go to work. And she makes breakfast. And she leaves the dishes everywhere. And she, you know, my partner was like, oh, you got to tell her about cleaning up after herself. This is a grown woman. And so I was like, I'll talk to her about it. And I was like, hey, you know, make sure you clean up after yourself. She's like, well, when I eat breakfast or whatever, I can't go right to cleaning up the dishes. I was like, okay, that's understandable. But at some point, get up and clean the dishes so that 
it's not just sitting there and the place is dirty. Then it got to be a repetitive thing. Then other stuff happened. She She's at the house all day long. And then the... Um, she goes to do laundry at midnight, at midnight, in the dark, and the cats got up. Gone for two days, came back pregnant. That was the last straw. Because I was like, you're home all day long. You wait till midnight to go do laundry. So I came and I told her, I said, you know something? You got to move out. I think it's time you've been here long enough, and your goal was to move out and not stay here. And so she... You know, we went around, we found apartments for her. She got an apartment and we helped her move into the apartment. So I go on Facebook and she's talking about moving out and her friends under the post is like, yeah, I'm so glad you out of them people place and you could do this. And I was like, I sat back for a second and I've said to my best friend who we both know, because I met my best friend through her and I was like, Everybody screwed you over and did not allow you in their home. I allowed you in my home. You disrespected my home. You told your other friends whatever story that you wanted to make up because I felt so fucking hurt because I sat down in my house and I sat there and I felt like, damn, I all I told you was clean up after yourself. I didn't cut the lights off. I didn't tell you you couldn't eat any food. I didn't do any of those things, but you felt the need to make me look bad because I told you that this is not your place. It's not your place. And so, you know what I did? I, t I called her right before, after we finished, drop her off and we were about to go back to the U-Haul. As soon as we left the apartment, I called her, I said, listen, I wish you well, but you and I are no longer friends. That is not the person that I want to be a part of my circle. And I cut it off. 20 years of friendship and I walked away from it because I'm not going to cater to your ego. I don't know what stories you were telling. I don't give a shit what stories you were telling, but I know deep down inside, I didn't do you dirty because I didn't grow up like that. Family is family. When you become family, especially in the Caribbean household, you're a family. And I just felt betrayed, like betrayed. I've sat and hear you talk about how others treated you like shit. And all I did was extend an olive branch to you to get your shit together. And that's how you did. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm done. I walk away from it. And I said, when I choose my friendships, I want them to align with where I'm going. And I've, I've never took the blinders off because I've narrowed it down to two of my closest friends. One became my best friend to this day. The other one I met at a job and we ended up failing out. We're both from the same country. I met at a job in New York and to this day, she and I are great. We may not talk all the time, but she calls me for advice and we enjoy ourselves. I went to back home to Barbados and spent a couple weeks with her while we were there on the beach doing all these things. And I realized like, you know what? I don't need 10 people around. I just need the right people. And so as I grow in positivity, as I learn how to forgive, 
So as I wrap today's episode up about keeping it positive, I want to leave you guys with this thought process. Go with good intent when you meet people. Don't always assume that it's something negative coming from it. Um, take some of these tips that I've uh, talked about or these are what works for me. They might not be the tips that you want to gear towards your life or where you're at in your positivity and your positive mindset. But these were some things that I shared that changed the way that I live my life now and how I set boundaries for people who come in to my life and make sure that they don't upset my peace. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you so much for tuning into the very first video of the She Talks Life podcast. I can't wait to do more. I hope you like it. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And definitely, if you're not watching the YouTube channel, that is okay. This is an audio, and you'll hear this on your um, podcast, wherever podcasts are that you listen to. I record Tuesdays and Thursdays, so you have a new episode every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 o'clock in the morning, so definitely check us 